Hi, I'm Dr. Tim Weir, and I gotta tell you, I love life. But when I'm not being a husband, a father, a grandfather, an author, or a practicing chiropractor, I'm the host of the television show, Loving Life with Dr. Tim Weir. I love to cook. I love to travel. I like to spend time with people who do what they love and love what they do. Join me and Elvis for the next 30 minutes as we help you discover how to love life. Hey, my next guest is Adam Doman. He's with a company called Pathgoal. Adam, thanks for being my guest with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, tell me a little bit about Adam Doman. Where are you from and all that kind of sure, stuff? Sure, sure. I, well, I grew up in Wake Forest. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> no, I, I grew up there, went to high school there, um, played sports there, had an opportunity to go to NC State, went there for four years and got a college degree. And uh, growing up in the country, I wanted to sort of get as far away from it as I could, so I moved to Charlotte. Lived there for six or seven years. Um, coming out of college, I didn't do anything in terms of what my degree was. I actually got into stockbroking and did that for several years. Uh, at the time, I met my wife, and uh, my wife had relocated, and we moved back up right outside of Hillsborough, North Carolina. So it was good because it was close enough to be at home, but not at sure. home. And uh, but it you know it gave me an opportunity to be closer back to the family as well. So wow. So uh, talk to me a little bit about this thing called Path Goal. Sure. So so Path Goal is known as an employer service company. What does that mean? In our industry, it's known as a professional employer uh, organization. And essentially, what we do is we provide outsourced HR services for small businesses. And a lot of people will ask the question, "What does that mean?" <clears throat> well, think about when a business owner starts their company, they really start two businesses because on one side of the fence, they have their product, their service, their niche. It's how they make revenue. Right. But the day they hire their first employee is really when they get in the business of being an employer and everything that comes along with that. Um, essentially, what we do is we function as their outsourced HR department and we handle that second half of the business. And there's really three tiers to that. You know, when, when you look at an HR uh, department or the second half of a business, Right out of the gate, the first thing any business owner is trying to do is, is being able to go out and attract and retain their top talent right. uh, through the recruiting and training. And you know, obviously, when you get that employee in, the question is, how, how do I make that employee more efficient and enhance their skill sets? But then more importantly, how do I track that? How do I know as a business owner at the end of the year that when I hired Adam at the beginning of the year, he's a more productive employee? So that's kind of that human capital side of it that we focus on. Um, then really you have your second side uh, of, the, of the employer aspect of it, which is just transactional. It's part of being an employer. You have to pay your employees in terms of the payroll. You have to provide some sort of a health insurance if, if you're able to. Hold on, i got to write that down because you're supposed to pay your employees. I didn't, <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. By law, technically, oh, yes. Um, so, but obviously a big part of attracting retaining employees is through you know, medical benefits, dental, vision, a lot of those ancillary uh, health insurance plans. Um, and then the last piece is, is the liability component that comes along with it. You know, as being an employer, there, there's really two sides of liability that can get you. Um, one is the employees. You know, the human element is the most unpredictable thing. Exactly. Um, so we help them out from just the grassroots of employee handbooks, policies and procedures, terminations, things of that nature to make sure we minimize that liability. And on the other side of it is, is the government, you know, with all the labor laws and rules and regulations that come along with that. So we help protect them from the federal government and protect them from their employees. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what we do. We function as a full-service HR department. 
we put it up underneath one umbrella in sort of a, a box with a bow around it. I want to take a minute of your time today to talk about three initials, PTC. PTC stands for Present Time Consciousness. That's a lot of big words. And all it really means is be present where you're at right now, at this very moment. We tend to, to get away from that. We tend to focus on things that take us away from where we are right now. Have you ever been talking to somebody and you're talking to them, but there's like a glaze over their eyes and you know they're really not there talking to you? They're probably out fishing in their mind or they're thinking about what they're supposed to take home or all those things take you away from present time consciousness. Being here at the moment right now. There are so many people who spend time not here, but back here. There's so many people who get stuck at a particular area in their life and they can't get past it. Whenever they try to do something, they go back to that particular moment in history or that time in history, in their history, and it stops them. That point in history comes up here and you can't see anything in front of you because you're focusing on, on that point in history. So that's history. Present time, history, and then there's future. There are so many people who have their eyes on the future. When this happens, when that happens, then I'll be happy. When I have this, then I'll be able to do what I need to do. You got your mind so far into the future that you can't think of what you're doing right now. And I'm telling you, I love the future. I love goals. I love setting uh, ideas for future things to happen, but I'm not gonna live there. I'm gonna spend my time working at where I'm at with that in mind, with this in mind too, because don't, listen, don't erase, you can't erase all your history. History made you where you are today. Your future is gonna pull you there. So realize that those things are, are all there and they're important, but where I'm at right now is vital. Now, if you find yourself in, stuck in a position where you're really not present where you should be, here's a, just a simple thing for you to do, and I do this a lot. Go outside, take a walk, and just start looking at stuff. Look at birds, look at the trees, look at the clouds, incredible clouds. Look at all the stuff that's around you, and all of a sudden you feel yourself kind of coming out of that. And then go back and try to do what you were doing before. Present time consciousness, I'm telling you, it's a key if you want to be a success in life. It's a key if you want to be a successful marriage. It's a key if you want to be a successful parent being here right in the now, present time consciousness. Let's practice it together. You know, I wrote a book a couple of years ago with uh, Mark Victor Hansen. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mark used to say this, he, you know, a lot of times people say, uh, find out what your weaknesses are and strengthen them up. Sure. And uh, Mark said, that's the wrong thing. Find out what your strengths are, strengthen those up and pay somebody else to do the weakness. And that's correct. I mean, and that's that's really why the model ever existed. It started back in the early 80s. And, you know, with, with every business, no different than yourself, you have your skill set. That's what your specialty is. Right. Nobody can be an expert on HR. There, there's so many moving parts. And with us, this is what we do 365 days a year. So there, there's a benefit in an employer to be able to hand that piece off of what they're not an expert in. Uh, for somebody else to handle. Now, uh, what's kind of set you apart from everybody else in that field? 
Interesting question. You, you know, when I got in this industry years ago, back in early 2000, um, I started with a large PEO, national company uh, in all 50 states, and uh, I learned a lot, gained a lot of great experience from them. But the challenge was with, and especially in North Carolina, and I like to believe it's in every state, that folks like local presence. And, you know, for this company, it was just a, a satellite sales office. Mm. And I identified years ago that that was something, especially in North Carolina, people like to do business local. Right. And uh, I saw an opportunity to, to have a local PEO. Um, and that's been the, the big difference for us. That's something that we, we really hang our hats on. But more importantly, it's, it's the employees that, that work at Pathco. I mean, I have a, a really good group of folks that, you know, our slogan is that we put human back into human resources. And, mm. and that's really true because what happens is with a lot of the larger PEOs, you sort of get lost in, in the crowd. Sure. Um, for, versus us, you know, we, we value each client. And at the end of the day, we want them to know that we're a partner and, and not just a vendor. And, you know, a lot of the clients, and I, and I tell prospects when they come on and they, Kind of give me that look of sure, but they soon find out that many of my clients are not clients. They became very good friends. I've gone to the weddings, the cookouts, uh, family functions, and uh, so we've we've really created a friendship and a client at the same sure. time. So, no, I, I know most people in business probably don't lay awake at night worrying about what they're good at. Mm -hmm. They probably lay awake at night worried about the things they're not good at. Sure. So, and I think that's, and just listening to you, that's, mm -hmm. that's the, the key to your, what you're providing is good sleep for people probably at night. It is. It's peace of mind. You, you, when you sit down in front of a business owner, and it's always, it was a, a question that I had coined years ago, but it, it, it really hits on, on all points, is, you know, a lot of businesses will say, well, what can I expect when you guys come in? How are you going to impact my business? And, you know, and I'll sit down with that business owner and say, you know what, when we come in, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. There's some shape or form of HR that they're doing. Sure. Um, and I'm sure that they're doing it fine. Um, there's certain parts of HR that they're doing, but they could be much more efficient in the way they're doing it. And the third part, which is the part that scares them, is there's things they should be doing as an employer that they don't even know they need to be doing. Don't know it. And, and I always explain to them that we're really coming to help on all three phases of that. Work on the things you're currently doing correctly enhance and make you more efficient in things that you're not and the things you should be doing as an employer know when you go to bed at night you don't have to worry about it that you're buttoned up yeah i always call it uh be able to take off early on friday at one o'clock and know your business is not blowing up behind you wow so, that's awesome yeah pathgoals.com mm -hmm. people can go read about what you absolutely absolutely right here right there pathgoals.com <laughs> path Thank you for being with me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Honestly, it. It was great to meet you. Same here. Now, don't change the channel. You know we're going to be back. Just because you're in an accident but didn't ride in one of these doesn't mean that you didn't get injured. Hello, I'm Dr. Tim Weir. And after 35 years in practice, I can tell you a lot of times an injury doesn't show up for two to three days after an accident. So if you've been in an accident, don't delay any further. Call my office today. Raleigh Spine and Injury Chiropractic. Just when you thought nobody cared. Call 790-1332 right now. Hey, my next guest is a great friend. Known him for years. His name is Mark Shiver. He's the host of a show called What Matters in North Carolina. 
Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. You know, as, as we were, as I was preparing for this, thinking about this, uh, in, in my book on success, I, I write on persistence. And persistence is one of the major keys of success. And when I think of persistence, I think of Mark Shiver. Wow. Because, man, you just have plowed through some stuff, and you plowed through. Yeah. And came out the other side. I'm still plowing. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you, your uh, dreams, aspirations, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I uh, grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, went to College of Charleston, moved here in 1984 to help start a church that you and I were both a part of for many years, and have had a dream to be involved in ministry, didn't really know how that was going to flesh out, but have always enjoyed uh, getting involved in, in sharing the good news. Uh, but also I have a passion for, for politics and I've been involved in radio for years. And so currently those things have sort of come together. It's, it's interesting because you bring up the ministry thing. And, and so we're going to go wherever this leads. Okay. okay we're going to follow all the rabbit trails. Because a lot of people think, you know, to be in ministry, they've got to be in full-time ministry. They've got to be behind a pulpit or something like that. And there's more to ministry than that. Oh, absolutely. And I was in that mindset for a long, long time very frustrated. And I just let go of that. I decided that I'm not going to do anything to promote myself in that area. I just said, you know, I'm tired of trying to fit into this system for some reason. Right. Shortly after that, I got a telephone call. A friend of mine has a ministry that goes to softball tournaments all over North Carolina. And they stop every Sunday morning and wow. they have a service. Because a lot of the parents said, hey, our kids are playing ball. We don't get to go to church. Wow. And letting them know that God loves them, that they have a future. Uh, I always stress to them that what they say to themselves, their mental talk, their self-talk is key. Because it's easy to say, I'm stupid. You know, I'll never make it. But don't talk to yourself like that. I tell these kids. And I laugh every time I get in the car and I'm driving home because I'm like, I'm outside preaching, you know, to 50 to 200 people, and it's beautiful outside, and I'm having a blast telling people about the fact that God loves them. And so, you know, who needs the four walls of a church, you know? Well, you, you know, Jesus, Jesus actually did that. This is not publicized that much, and the, the, the translations are off, but he actually stood on a pitcher's mound, and it was actually... Sermon on the Mound, yeah, not I, Mount. Yeah, I've read that. I, yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. So we got that. But that's what you are. I mean, you're taking it, taking it out to where the people are. Yeah, because one of the things that I was persistent in, going back to that, uh, being so important, was God. What do you want me to do? He made it very clear to me about three years ago. I just want you to tell people that I love them. So I take every opportunity, whatever venue I have to mix that into the conversation, like I just did. <laughs> it took a lot of nerve. People. Yeah, it really did. But I mean, that's my mission statement, Right, is to tell people that God loves them, He cares about them, and they need Him in their lives. Most people think God's mad at them. Well, He's not, because you wouldn't give your son to die for somebody that you're mad at, I don't think. Yeah. And that was a pretty big deal for him to do. Yeah. And uh, God cares about 
all of the things that we care about. And it's not easy, you know, to, to live a life of faith, pers persistent faith, because there's things that come at us. You know, my wife was diagnosed with stage four cancer three days before Christmas in 2014. Man, I wasn't <laughs> walking in great faith. I was crying like a baby. Yeah. God, where are you? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Well, she's still here, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, I believe in healing. I believe that uh, she's going to be completely healed. She's doing well, very well. And I'm thankful for every day. I've learned how to be thankful for every day. That's amazing. You know, uh, that whole manna thing in the Bible where they had to go out every day, that's how I feel. Mm. I, I, I look at my wife, Tammy, and I think, you're manna to me because wow. I'm thankful for every day. Wow, 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 wow. Listen, I want to come back in a couple minutes, and I want to talk about what matters in, in North Carolina. Okay. And let's see where this uh, trip is taking you. Okay. Okay? Don't change the channel, because we're going to be right back. You know, oftentimes we think, man, I need to help them. I need to do this. I really need to reach out and, and, uh, and help. And there's a, there's a point where that's good, where you're, you're helping neighbors and you're doing this and that, or you're helping a charity or whatever it may be. But what you, you're going to find out really quick is that if you start taking over people's problems, then you're going to have start having problems yourself. It's an interesting concept that if you have somebody who has a problem and you come in and you solve the problem for them, you think it's done, but it's not done. What you've done is solved this problem and now you've added another problem onto it. They're having to deal with a whole new situation, a whole new circumstance. And so now you've solved this problem. Now they have another problem that they have to solve. And what we're doing is we're raising, it seems, a whole generation of people who don't know how to solve problems. They let other people step in and solve it for them, whether it's their parents or in-laws or the government or some people beg off the church, whatever it may be. It's really interesting because when you start looking at problems and you start looking at life and creativity, what you're going to find out is this, is that a lot of creativity is birthed in adversity. That doesn't always sound good, but it's true. Many of the things that we deal with in a day-to-day -day life that we have just taken, it's just, oh, it's there. But whatever product, whatever service, whatever uh, piece of equipment that you might be using is probably based out of adversity. They were in a situation needed, uh, they, uh, well, let's call it a problem. They are having a problem in a certain area and through creativity, instead of going out and having somebody else solve this problem, they came up with an answer themselves. They created something to solve this problem. And out of that creation, out of that adversity, could become a brand new business or could come an answer to cancer, heart disease. So don't just automatically look for somebody to solve your problem. And you know, sometimes we don't get quiet. I recommend just getting quiet. Get by yourself. Start to meditate. Start to just listen. And pretty soon you're going to hear answers begin to bubble up. Well, I wonder if I tried this or if I did that. Creativity is often 
birthed through adversity. Don't try to solve somebody's problem. Let them find the answer. Hey, welcome back to the show. We're with our guest, Mark Shiver. Mark is the host of the show, What Matters in North Kakalaki. That's right. What Matters in North Carolina. Tell me how you got from where you were into the show. I mean... Well, it was very interesting uh, because I had mentioned to you earlier about my wife's challenges uh, with her health. And around that same time, I had been uh, in the same job for about four years. I worked down at the General Assembly and I was praying about certain things and asking God to, you know, if I could do something else, this is what I would like to do. And out of the blue, like about a week before she had her diagnosis, I had gotten an email out of the blue from someone who offered me a job as a political writer, a newspaper writer, which I I enjoy writing, and I had never done that before, but I like politics. I would be still down at the General Assembly, and it was an opportunity to work from home because their offices were in Greensboro, so I would stay in Raleigh and cover the General Assembly. So we prayed about it, talked about it, and I made that transition, and Almost a year to the day, they let me know that, by the way, we're downsizing. <laughs> wow. So here I was, and I had always uh, felt great regard for this organization called the Civitas Institute, which is a conservative uh, organization in Raleigh. They've been around for a long, long time. And they had started an uh, internet radio show called What Matters in North Carolina. And... The host that they had decided that he wanted to do something else, so it all just came together. They called me up, and uh, here I am. Okay. So basically, you you take uh, topics mm-hmm. and discuss it with various guests. I'm assuming. I yes. Uh, uh, from what I've heard, that's... yeah. Um, we talk. It's mainly about uh, a lot of political issues, a lot of issues that are important to conservatives. And right now, of course, with the presidential election going on, there's there's never uh, a lack of right. stuff to talk about. But for example, uh, today I, I talked with Lieutenant Governor Dan Forrest. Uh, I had on uh, a couple of guys, the Benham brothers, they uh, are uh, Christian uh, twins. And they were actually going to have a show on HGTV a few months ago. And they got wow. canned because they said something biblical about homosexuality. They're big Christian uh, uh, speakers and stuff. And so somebody pulled up a, you know, a speech that one of them had given wow. a couple of years ago. So HGTV said, oh, well, you know, we can't have that. So um, had them on the show. And just uh, every day we try to get people, newsmakers, relevant topics and things that are of interest uh, to people here in North Carolina. I've been in an accident and I don't have insurance. I don't know what to do. I was in an accident and I don't have insurance. Now what am I gonna do? Hi, this is Dr. Tim Weir and if you've been in an accident but you don't have health insurance, it's okay. We accept third-party liens. That means we'll wait for the insurance company to pay us. So if you've been in an accident, call us today. Raleigh Spine and Injury Chiropractic. Just when you thought nobody cared. Call 790-1332 right now. How has it changed your life? How has it changed my life? It's made, it's made me more aware of things that are important 
not only as a, as a person of faith, but as, a, as someone who tries to be engaged with what's going on in our society. I, I think we're in interesting times, to say the least, and there are a lot of attacks on family values and morals that I think uh, most people, if they're not aware of them, they, they seem sort of apathetic towards, and so I'm trying to use the platform that I have to, to wake people up. And why do you think that is, that we've gone from values to almost no values? I think that we have become, a, as a society, painting with a broad brush, so comfortable that I really believe that if we were to suddenly, as a nation, not to be able to go online, there would be rioting in the streets, and yet uh, take away the sanctity of man marrying a woman. It's all good. So, in, in going a little controversial here, because <clears throat> you're talking about gay marriage here, as far as the gay lifestyle, are you, you don't hate gays. No, I don't hate anybody. Yeah. You know, I, I think that everyone, whether they're uh, gay or straight or white or black or whatever, every person was died for by Jesus. God loves every single person on this planet. He gave his son to die for them. So it's not a matter of hating people. Right. At right. all. Right. Wow. Wow. How can people go hear what you're saying? Well, we're online at freedomactionnetwork.com, or they can go to the iTunes store, Google Play, and just search for What Matters in North Carolina, download the show as a podcast. Now, you also have your podcast that's personal, right? which is Fueled by Grace. That's right, fueledbygrace.com. Okay. And uh, that's more of a, something that I do myself. And, right. And uh, uh, just share thoughts that God gives me, uh, try to encourage people. Right. I, I think people need encouragement. I really do. There's so much negativity in the world. At one time, at a job that I had, nobody smiled. And so I did a little test one day. I said, I'm going to go around and say nice things to people today. And you would have thought I had six heads. People just did not know how to respond. Wow. And so people, I think, genuinely are craving to be encouraged, to be built up, to be appreciated. Yeah. Awesome talking to you. Yeah. Awesome. This is, this is really good. So step out of your comfort zone. If you're liberal liberal, check out the conservative side. If you're conservative, look at some of the liberal stuff and realize that there are all kinds of ideas, thoughts, and all that kind of stuff, and then go with the right thing for you. Here's this website right down here. Listen to them, all right? Now, don't change the channel because we'll be back in just a minute. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Listen. Go to our website, www.drtimweir.com. Look at all of our stuff on there, and then leave me a little note. Tell me you're watching. Tell me where you live, because this goes all over the country. I want to know where you're watching. Keep loving life. That's what it's all about. Until next time, I'll see you then. Especially because I can't see a thing. Don't worry about it. Change it. Would you? Who the cares? That's what I would do.
want to talk to the audience, talk to that that one there. Either one, you can talk to either one. Uh, can I give him the bird? He's the host of the TV show called, not the TV shit, never mind. TV shit. TV shit. I didn't get too religious, yeah. though. <laughs> what an amazing woman.